0: All right, Jeremy, what do you have today? Hope. You have hope?
1: I have hope. Oh. We have a new presidential candidate. We have a choice between
0: the Marxists and Trump. You must be talking about the Kennedys. Kennedy. <laughs> the return of the Kennedy family. I have that, too. Uh, okay. And a World War Three update. And Chicago teens threaten to go wild again. And a secret uh, surprise uh, closeout clip for the end. All right. You ready? Yeah.
1: Okay, people, let's begin.
2: Lift off. We have lift off, everybody.
0: Get up. Are you ready to be baited with the truth? Good, because you're listening to the Truth Bait Podcast. It's Friday, April 21st. I'm Andrew Marcus, documentary filmmaker, podcaster. With me always, as we deconstruct America's propaganda war and reconstruct America's cultural narrative in our image, Filmmaker and media critic, the one and only Rebel Pundit, Jeremy Siegel. Hello. Hello, Jeremy. How was my hello? Did it sound good? It sounded good. How was my time? I timed that perfectly. It ended right at, I, I dropped you right at the ending of that music.
1: It was perfect. Oh, well, now that we've I was wondering if I ourselves on sounded- the back. If my hello sounded better, I'm standing up. <laughs> You—that's know, funny.
0: I'm sitting down today.
1: <laughs> oh, perfect. So you could be the you know tired sounding one, and I'll be the lively sounding one today.
0: <laughs> did you? Did somebody say something to you? No. Did I you? just
1: thought I just had so much stuff on my desk that my mic and everything on my desk. I was like, I got to do something different here. So I so I brought in one of my old stands, my old tripods, and I. Got the mic up higher, and I thought, well, it can't hurt to stand up, and maybe uh, I'll sound better.
0: Even it does, it does help. Uh, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't know if somebody said something to you. I know that you've been dealing with a lot in your household. You have uh, sick members of your family that you are nursing back to health. Still, it's been about f- like three, four, five months you've been dealing with this virus, right? Uh, Tuesday is going to be three weeks. Yeah. I think uh, my wife
1: is claiming she thinks she turned the corner. Uh, the kids are all, they're all, everyone's still coughing. Everyone's still got like itchy eyes. This, this thing is just not going away. Although I had some very, extremely mild symptoms and I kicked those. So I'm doing fine. Uh, of course, that means I have to take care of everyone.
0: And it's. It, it, I'm just going to assume it must be exhausting given the sheer number of uh, openings that you have to attend to, if I can put it that way. <laughs> See, think about how
1: exhausting it is that the audience has had to hear about it so many times now. Well, it's okay, so this is much
0: my point. more exhausting I didn't for want me. <laughs> to say anything, but man, I was listening through the last episode and yeah, I, you... Were downright lethargic. And I, was, I wasn't i was going to say anything today, but you brought it up. And so, you know, you were, yes, I'm glad you're standing. I'm glad you sound energized. That's great. Well, you, guess what? <laughs> What's that? I was standing in the last episode. <laughs> well. <laughs> I didn't
1: tell you. <laughs> so imagine if I was sitting down, how lethargic I would have sounded. I don't know. Maybe it would have helped.
0: Anyway. I might have fallen asleep. Uh, it is the return of the Kennedys. Camelot, Camelot returns. We get an opportunity, Jeremy, to have our Camelot moment. Let me tell you, I grew
1: up, I think, programmed to dislike the Kennedys. Why? I just, you know, it was, I, I had like a, my grandmother was a very political, uh, patriot, conservative you know big fan of ronald reagan rush limbaugh most of my family was uh, very conservative minded on um, both sides parents and so i grew up that way prior to turning into more of a left leftist I, I mean i was i wasn't a marxist but i was definitely considered myself to be a pretty liberal uh person when i got into my 20s and um but I kind of was, I I think I was sort of bred and raised to dislike the Kennedys and think of them as, you know, the typical, you know, left-wing Marxists that we see today. But
0: I got to tell you, I, I like Robert Kennedy. There's a lot to like about Robert Kennedy, but there's, man, there are also some serious red flags, but... I don't know. Given the context of our moment, he's worth serious consideration. I'll tell you what: I clipped a bunch of his uh, speech. He spoke for an hour and a half, and only a couple of things have really gone viral. the The fire alarm being pulled while he was talking about the military industrial complex uh, that was that was that of course that went viral. And uh, I almost wonder if those things don't happen, so that those are the viral moments, uh, because nobody wants you to hear the other parts of his speech. Uh, the other thing that uh, I think went viral was him making the comment of "You can't lock me, you can't silence me for eighteen years." This is this is what you get when you silence me for eighteen years. Um, uh, you know, uh, a uh, an announcement speech that goes on for an hour and a half. And, and look, let's just say this. He doesn't have the easiest voice to listen to. It, no, he sounds
1: it, it, I mean, it, he sounds like Katherine Parkinson's or no, like Parkinson's or something, like somebody I, that has I don't think that. He, did
0: Catherine Hepburn have Parkinson's? Whatever she had, that's what he sounds like. I don't know.
1: I had, and it's you know, it's a sad uh, disease people have to deal with, right. When they get it, I had a, a science teacher in high school who had it, you know, very visibly shaky, and it came oh, out Parkinson's. in her voice, yes. also, yeah. and that's. I actually thought. He had it That's what before I, I all just, of this. I wondered, too. And so I was like, is, isn't doesn't he Isn't he sick? I couldn't believe when I heard he was running. I was like, isn't he sick
0: or something? No, I think this is just a voice thing that he has. It's
1: some other condition, I think. Uh, my wife, executive producer, Ann, told me um, something to do with, uh, I don't know what it is, but some sort of other condition. Oh, by the way, before we start, there were a couple things we wanted to get into today, right? Everybody who wants to uh, participate at the level we need you to as citizen participants, citizen producers, activists, this is going to be a good show. Share it with your friends. Uh, If you have a friend, two friends, or many friends, please send the show to them uh, now and get them listening.
0: Press pause right now and share the show. Hashtag share the show. This is also, de- we're going to have a lot of good stuff and you're going to want to share yeah, this show. If you want to
1: participate with us in desynchronizing the marxist lines of effort Ooh, against Wait, I'm going to give you a bell for that one. Desynchronizing. I like that. Yeah, because we're in a we are in narrative war, okay? We are which is political war which is war. And we are in a situation right now where there's little we can do to stop what's going on Um, but there are things we can do to desynchronize the attacks against us and desynchronizing those attacks and desynchronizing those lines of effort and those lines of operation against us are going to be key in buying us time and eventually in the long term turning things you know back toward you know what we think america should be looking like a a land of freedom and uh, opportunity and uh so if you want to help us to do that to desynchronize those lines of attack help spread the word help share the show we need more people to participate we're looking for more people to become producers and help to create this program and turn it into something that uh we all feel uh know satisfied with and is a is a productive effort on our own so and we'll talk more about that that that, uh, yes
0: uh, a, a little bit later
1: but the other thing is i needed to announce yes uh chris and jenny from wisconsin were the first winners of the first contest we had which was two episodes ago which was the secret code word at the end of the show do you remember what it was Two episodes remember? ago? Yep. Two episodes ago. Do you remember the secret code word?
0: Oh no, I don't.
1: <laughs> oh man. Were you <laughs> did you listen till the end of the show? White House press secretary the, okay. was the
0: secret code for words. Yes. It's all coming back to me. Okay. I I do remember the last episode's code word. I'm good for at least the one previous episode. I don't have the other ones journaled. The last one, I don't remember what it was. Ooh, it's one of my
1: favorite foods. Cheeseburger. So there is going to be a prize. We don't know what it is yet. It might be my I have sitting on my desk an inaugural uh, 2017 Hillary Clinton history has been made.
0: Coffee mug. Do not no. No. And I know exactly where you got that because I have the same one. (laughs) We got that in Washington, D.C. at the Trump inaugural and at the uh, gift shop just down the street from the White House. There was one shelf area devoted to the merch that she had queued up because she was absolutely sure that she had purchased the win. And uh, as it turns out, she was outbid. Um, I have a, I have a. She did it. Shot glass. It, that and did you get one of the little bells? Yeah, I, I have. Well, a Christmas ornament.
1: Phil, I'll be right back. I have a Christmas ornament. It is literally a snowflake ornament with Hillary's. It's a it's a silver snowflake, and it has Hillary's picture on it. It says forty fifth president. Hillary Clinton. So we got all of this Hillary Clinton gear. I mean, I had to buy it. I couldn't. We're walking around. We're covering Antifa. And we stopped inside the gift shop. And
0: that was the best moment of the whole thing. It
1: was like all seeing all of this Hillary. She did it. She broke the glass ceiling. T-shirts, hats, coffee mugs, shot glasses. It made you feel so good.
0: How are you going to give stuff. that away? I feel like I didn't buy enough of that stuff. I regret not well, I didn't, just grabbing yeah, more. I didn't
1: say I didn't say I was going to give it away. I said <laughs> I might.
0: Let's reproduce it. Let's get let's have one of those coin manufacturers reproduce the, the whole thing. We'll do a big run of it. But as a listener
1: and as a citizen producer of this show, knowing there's a possibility you could win something like that. See, you have bees,
0: right? I you, have bees. You keep guard bees. <laughs> I have guard bees also. <laughs> so I'm thinking that what we should do, the show should sponsor some of your. Do, we'll do truth bait honey, and we can do a little jar, and we'll brand it, and that'll be the that'll be the giveaway. That'll be the gift for people who who get the the first person good, to respond yeah. with it. It can't just be everybody. It'll just be what you know. We'll give away two jars a week,
1: and my bees make. Excellent, excellent honey. So that's a good one. We right. could do something like that. Maybe it could be have a picture of us on it getting stung by bees. <laughs> or a picture of you. I'd like to have you come over. We could take a picture Allergic of you doing, and swollen. Yeah, having a hive inspection, doing a hive inspection. And then we could send some. We could sell like a, a Truthbait EpiPen.
0: <laughs> Perfect.
1: I got to get one of those because when people come over, I worry right you should you should those are like
0: uh paddles you should have paddles too i've been stung six times this week wow okay but and we're gonna need some sort of a disclaimer or something because if your, you know your bees could swarm away and then we're gonna have to go buy honey somewhere to fulfill this we'll have to we'll have to change up the giveaway we'll start giving away the hillary stuff i suppose this was my hillary belt
1: that's not as good as my snowflake Christmas tree ornament. Which one is that? Don't you? Re- that's why I just. That's what I was telling everybody when you were getting your bell, there were snowflake Christmas ornaments with her picture. On oh, it, it I don't says think I got snowflake that. Snowflake ornament, which is the best, because if you want to be a real snowflake, you get a snowflake I, Christmas
0: ornament. It's because I don't celebrate Christmas. I don't have a Christmas tree. There would be no place for me to put the. They, what they needed was a little uh, Hillary menorah. Or a Hillary Yamaka. Eight days of, of the miracle of Hillary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: All right. Well, okay, but now of let's go ancient back. Ancient political to, families. Yes. <laughs> the Kennedys, Camelot.
1: I'm so excited about this. Yeah, so okay. I meant it when I said I have hope.
0: That's what you meant.
1: I thought I, this at whole first thing I thought you meant me.
0: that the, the Michelle Obama, you had something on Michelle Obama.
1: No, this whole this whole Kennedy running to me gives me hope. As we go on and listen, I'll explain more. I, he could, I,
0: oh yeah, okay. Let's play the clips and then we can talk about it because I've I've got questions and hopefully we can work out some of the answers. Let's. He. I'm going to start with the opening of his speech. He he gave it in Boston, uh, so he's he's adept at at symbolism. He gives an account of, he starts with talking about the Boston Tea Party. And let's just, we'll play this out because it really, it tees up how he's going to, what, what the thesis of his entire campaign is.
3: And it started when the British had passed an oppressive law raising the taxes on tea in New England. And they, ra- this was a law that the British Crown made in collusion with the British East India Company, which the king owned shares in, his ministers owned shares in, and most of the aristocracy owned shares in. And it was their plan to impose the tax on New England merchants, but exempt the British East India Company from the tax so that they could undersell everybody and that they would make a profit for their shareholders. So the revolution, and and of course, the, the Americans responded addressing his Wampanoag Indians and boarding the British East India Company's ships and dumping the tea into the harbor. And that's when the British sent that troop over here to quell the rebellion. So that rebellion was in part against empire. But the the spirit of that rebellion was a fury that that the colonists had. Against the merger the corrupt merger of state and corporate power I, uh, my mission over the next 18 months of this campaign and over my throughout my presidency will be to end the corrupt merger of state and corporate power that is threatening now. Al- Is threatening now to impose a new kind of corporate feudalism on our country, to commoditize our children, our Purple Mountains Majesty, to poison our our children and our people with with chemicals and pharmaceutical drugs, to strip mine our assets, to hollow out the middle class and keep us in a constant state of war.
0: Now, that's what you missed if you only heard the part about the fire alarm. That is a thesis I can get behind. Sounds good to me. Sign me
1: up. Yep. I like it.
0: We should actually, for our younger audience who does not know who Robert Kennedy Jr. is, he is the nephew of the former president who was assassinated, JFK, John F. Kennedy, and he is the son... By the CIA, assassinated by the CIA. I think so too, <laughs> which you can only say on this show because we don't have corporate sponsors. <laughs> we are a value-for-value value <laughs> model. Uh, more about that later. He uh, is the son of Robert Kennedy, who was brother of of uh, John Kennedy, was uh, the attorney general uh, during that administration. And then uh, after the assassination of his brother... Uh, Robert Kennedy ran for president and was, he was assassinated. A senator. He was a U.S. senator running for president. <clears throat> and uh, was assassinated. And, and there's a clip about, he talks about that. And for, I mean, really it, it, brave. Robert Kennedy Jr., given the context of what has happened to his family, he is brave to go down this road. You have to bet there are, they're, they're already taking bets in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's signing up, saying, say "Hey, shoot me too." Right, he's saying all the same things that got his I mean, he's br- his crazy. father killed right in front yeah, of him, his by father. The way. He his was uncle,
1: there. both killed. Now, the way Mao, I had mentioned my my sort of background and being thinking, pre, being pre-programmed to just think that these guys were bad, and believe me, I don't. I have never studied john kennedy i have never studied robert kennedy i don't really know anything about them except things i've heard and i had said like i was had this predisposition to dislike them as democrats and but i gotta say like now looking at 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 the bigger picture and uh, really believing that they were killed by our own government i'm questioning that why why were they well, Was it because they here, were dangerous he gets in, Marxists? He gets into that. let's
0: <laughs> let 's play a little bit more of this. Here he talks about the uh, the how they 're using the polarization against us again another another one where you 're going to uh, completely agree.
3: We have a polarization in this country today that is so toxic and so dangerous and at any time since the Civil War. During the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln said a country or a nation, a house divided against itself cannot stand. And when I talk to both Republican friends and Democratic friends, they talk about this division in almost apocalyptic terms. Nobody can see a safe way or a good way out of it. And people are preparing for kind of a dystopian future. And. Um, Part of the, one of the principal missions of my campaign and of my presidency is going to be to end that division. That is the core of this division, of course. When we fight each other, when blacks fight whites, and Republicans fight Democrats, and uh, rural fights are urban, the people, that merger of corporate power, that sits at the top is loving the fighting between us among us so that they can strip mine, our country.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Can't disagree with anything there. By the way, I looked up his
1: voice just uh, since we were talking about it, it says he suffers a spasmodic dysphoria and neurological disorder that affects the muscles in the voice box. So it is an actual physical condition that he has that causes his voice to sound a little bit, you know, shaky like that.
0: If it was not for that condition, I might think this race was absolutely his to lose. And it may, he may that nomination. Biden should be very, very worried with this message. This is an appeal to the old democratic party which under these circumstances i might be i might settle for that <laughs> I, you know i don't want to but i you know if that's what if it's between that and biden it, this is the, what you're witnessing and we played this on the la- on our last episode it, it, it really gets into the fact that uh That what happened here in Chicago is a divide between the the war between the uh, establishment part of the Democratic Party, the limousine liberals, the incremental socialists, and the radicals, the communists, the the full frontal Marxists. And uh, they are the ones who won. And this is what you're seeing, what Kennedy is doing. This is a major appeal to the party to return to what was once considered normalcy
1: yeah and look i have i have neighbors that put biden signs out and i just scratch my head wondering how do they do that these are nice people my neighbors i get along well with them <laughs> we have different views obviously but they're not marxists right they're not they don't want the country destroyed but they're like They are sort of, I think they're just regular old Democrats, you know, where we have some disagreements and different views about things. We're still American. We're still, we're we're still, we still have that common bond, you know? Um, And I think there's a lot of people like that. I think there are a lot of people like my neighbors who are like, they, they can't see themselves going for Trump <laughs> or any Republican, they're they're like, they're programmed not to, but somebody like Kennedy comes around and they're like, finally, they're like a voice of reason back in our party again. You
0: so just walked into my next clip, <laughs> which is where you're, you're basically talking about the differences between you and your neighbor, but that you, you, you like each other. You There's a lot, there may be things like you agree with. like my neighbors.
1: On. Yeah, well, we agreed that the speed limit on our road should be lowered. You know, we agree about certain things that affect our daily life in our community. Right, so there's pl- there are places for you, you to know, come together. Places that we can agree. And, pl- you know, it used to be that you
0: could disagree with people okay and not all want right. to see
1: them dead all
0: right you just walked into it
3: so he went when he went to indiana university and the medical
0: he's talking about his father
3: medical students said to him who's going to pay for your health care program he said you are and when he went to creighton university in it was a not say catholic university in omaha and they asked him whether he would support their deferments he said no the firmness were the reason most of them were in college, because that was the only way you could get out of Vietnam. And he said no, and they booed him. And he said, do you think it's fair that 45% of paratroopers in Vietnam are black? Do you think it's fair that we are sending black children to fight this war? Because they can't get their, their kids into college.
0: And whoever that is shouting in the background, <laughs> do you hear that?
4: Oh
0: ah! Ah! The,
1: There is a black woman in the background with really white blonde like it's uh, not her it's not her It's, it's not her else? no, no.
0: Yeah. okay yeah.
1: she's just very noticeable with her very blonde uh, lady gaga hairstyle <laughs> No
0: there's somebody somebody in the audience, and I, I can't decide if they should be paid to be at every event or paid to not be at any more events. <laughs>
3: He said, I can get my 10 kids into college and get them out of the war if I want to. But do you think that that is consistent with your Catholic values at this university? And when he ended, they gave him a standing ovation. When he went to Watts and he talked about the importance to the black community of abiding with the law, they applauded him. When he went to the University of Alabama, which he had forcibly integrated by federalizing the National Guard with the United States troops five years before. He talked to them about the enduring importance of civil rights. They applauded him. When he went to the University of Kansas and gave a speech to 20,000 people, the kids in the auditorium, who were all corn-fed, Midwestern, pro-military, pro-Vietnam, and he talked to them for an hour about his evolution on the, and, and the, the, uh, the, the, the progression of the Vietnam War. And at the end of that, the applause was so thunderous that Jack Newfield, who was one of the reporters who with wisdom at that time, said it felt like the roof was coming off of the auditorium. And the day he died, he won the, the, he won the California primary, the most urban state in this country, and the same day the South Dakota primary, the most rural. He had succeeded in uniting America. And building that bridge just by telling people the truth.
0: That has to scare some people.
1: I think it does. I think it's scaring a lot of people. And I think that's the same thing that people were getting scared about with President Trump. Because... If you recall, how many protests did we go to following Trump around the country on his campaign? Yeah. Uh, a lot. Yeah, half right? a dozen I, at least. All, we were all over. Right. right. We were in California, New York, D.C. I mean, we were Wisconsin, Chicago. We, we covered multitudes of protest action against Trump outside of all of his events and who wasn't there? Do you remember when we were walking around going, "Where are all the union protesters?"
0: Oh, that yes, that's correct. I remember that. All the we could find, in Manhattan was where we realized. <laughs> and then, yeah, we were in we were in New
1: York City, and like the only union protesters we could find were Teamsters for Trump. And so yeah, he you're right. he had That's the right. he had that ability basically to bring people together. People the un, union rank and file were like, "Yeah, we like we like this guy."
0: Yeah, the real right? the real he, blue-collar America. It
1: was people pe- he united people. Yeah. He had people it it went from right to left to up and down. The paradigm changed. It went from people who were willing to look outside of the party lines and say, this guy's speaking for a much bigger crowd than the other people outside right. of him. Yes. And this is the same same scenario I see here.
0: Yes. Okay, but. <laughs> but.
3: We have to choose between economic prosperity and environmental protection, and that's a false choice in 100% of the situation. Good environmental policy is identical to good economic policy, if, if, on the other hand, we want to do what the big polluters are urging us to do, which is to treat the planet as if it were business and liquidation, convert our natural resources to cash as quickly as possible, have a few years of pollution-based prosperity. We can generate an instantaneous cash flow and the illusion of a prosperous economy, and we can make a few people billionaires by impoverishing the rest of us but our children are going to pay for our joy right environmental injury is deficit spending it's a way of loading the costs of our generation's prosperity onto the backs of our children
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know that <laughs> i have a little I bit agree. of concern about where he's going with that I like it. You like it. Okay, here's what you're advocating for, because that's what we have done. It is exactly that philosophy that has had us outsource all of our pollution, all of our icky, icky pollution to the third world, to Asia. And that, we I don't just, care about their kids. <laughs> we don't care about their environment. As so long as our air is clean here and we feel good about it, that's all we need. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I think we let need to bring you, our pollution home. That's let me tell what we you need what to do. I,
1: Let me tell you what I like about it. All right. Now that I've ranted, I feel better. I don't know his economic or environmental policy stances. I just like what he's saying. And what I like about what he's saying is something that you often don't hear in this global warming alarmist narratives that we get hit with is he's He's shifting, in my view, he's putting attention on the big corporate players. And in my view, there, is, there are many, many, many problems in our country and the way things are done in industrialized agriculture and energy production that are damaging to the environment. Pesticides, herbicides, poisonous chemicals being put into the soils. Right. Yes, desertification Very of soils. There are about real. Pollution. Yes, right. There are, and if you're in the if you're in the NBC, Fox News paradigm of one or the other. You're not usually allowed to look at things with any sort of reasonable perspective. You're only allowed to be on one side or the other. And so you're on the side that the world is melting, global warming, global warming. You have to ride a bike everywhere you go for the rest of your life. You can never drive a car again. We want to con- that, that narrative is designed for getting uh, control over our behavior. Over the way, we're, the yes, regular... It, it,
0: it puts you into a binary where, where you're right, just where fighting one way or the other. I, I agree right. with you 100% on that. I just want us to... It, when we went to Hong Kong and we were flying in over the harbor, and then when we took that helicopter over to uh, their Sin City, their capital... Macau. Their, their gambling, Macau. Macau, that's exactly right. Yeah. And we saw the development, the industry. It, it was so obvious and yes there we it's all there because we've outsourced <laughs> all of our pollution to them so i'm i'm uh, i have been saying for years i'm like a broken record around my own house i'm glad that i have this podcast my, my wife is very happy we have the podcast now because i now I, I i give her a bit of a break on my narrative <laughs> but uh, yes there are i'm much more concerned i've said this for a long time i'm much more concerned about everything that drips off of my car than i am about What's coming out of the tailpipe? I it, in in my I think that what's coming, what's dripping out of your car, ends up in the water table like pretty quickly. The 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 other stuff is, yeah, I'm sure there are issues, but it's not quite. It's <laughs> but it's not like those those things.
1: I think, and I think that's again, that's part of that argument. When you're on the Fox News side, you're just you're sitting there like, okay, I don't believe this temperature going up by a quarter degree over the next 30 years is going to cause Florida to, to sink, right? But, but there's never any focus on
0: these big corporate players. But what players. I don't hear from him, what I think he's going to need to give voice to to have to get somebody like me on board is, it, and again, I go back to what we saw in Hong Kong. Manufacturing equals middle class. You cannot have a middle class without manufacturing, Period. We have gutted our own manufacturing, so he needs to also talk about bringing manufacturing home. Yeah, I can get. I I'm on board with. But that. how are you going to do way, the do you... two? It is going to require that we accept more pollution. Our snobs need to wipe the snot off their noses and deal with the fact that progress that they value so much comes with a price tag. It ain't free, and it well, is racist to just put it into Asia. <laughs>
1: But is there another way of looking at it potentially where you can redefine, and I'm not saying he's gonna do this, but where you can actually redefine and maybe more accurately define what pollution is, which is not me driving my car to the doctor or to work every day. Well, but
0: we need steel mills. We need we're gonna need to process some raw earth elements. That's dirty. There's right, nothing and again, clean about we it. get but
1: okay, but again, let's get into correct definitions of what pollution is because most of the fa- most of the factories you see out there you drive through northern indiana and you see all those they're called smokestacks you know what i'm talking I've, about i actually when I you,
0: flew over uh, those in a helicopter once when i was a location scout for uh it was a john travolta movie that never came here we were looking for oh, we were looking for a factory that was, uh, polluting a, a a river
1: yeah and most of the environmental propaganda that you see Okay, but most of the environmental propaganda that you see, they show visuals of those towers emitting that white smoke into the air, right? That's not smoke. It's water vapor. Yeah, what
0: they need to show is the different color liquids that are are on the ground.
1: (laughs) I don't know what the exact numbers are, but when you see that white vapor coming out of those stacks— it's water. The the things that a lot of those companies do, they have to clean. They can't just pump those chemicals, but you can in all the in all the industrialized agriculture. You can dump poison all over the
0: soil, right? To and kill that bugs. we can that we can clean up and 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 do differently, and still have the the high levels of production. It's the so, it's the other things that we have outsourced the most toxic production that that makes our modern life possible and then we act like we're so proud that we've greened the environment and and i think it's this it's going to come back to really haunt us that we have just willfully polluted uh uh, less fortunate cultures (laughs) less fortunate countries by the
1: way. I'm saying, by the way, again, it's like the sixth time you haven't called me out on it yet. So I'm going to keep saying it. By <laughs> the way, do you remember when we were in Hong Kong? How hot it was? Yes, it was like 130 degrees, and, and just sweating to on camera gear. And do you remember every time we walked like down the sidewalk? Every single door was wide
0: open, oh, pumping w-
1: freezing cold air. Into it the was.
0: Screens. It the, the lesson was: they do not care about this idea of global warming. You, you they, they, it's a non-issue there. There's no propaganda about it. They're not harassing their own people. It is no. The doors they're not are
1: harassing open. their. The doors are wide open. Oh, it was great because we we're like so hot. We're we're filming. We're carrying all our gear and dripping sweat and we would just stop in front of stores get that cold i mean it was like while they tried to sell us air yeah (laughs) Yeah, tried (laughs) tried to to sell sell us tailored suits yeah (laughs)
0: Uh, we uh, they must have just been soliciting everybody because we did not look like we were in the market for a tailored suit (laughs) no no So, so uh and now let's get to the part where there are two parts where our ardent Trump fans are going to have trouble with Mr. Kennedy. But let's just think about this. Trump needs this. Trump, If you're a Trump fan, don't feel badly about hearing what you're about to hear. Trump needs to be challenged because he's going to be challenged. And so to be challenged now to have these things put to him is going to make Trump a stronger candidate before he even goes in to really face his opponents. So uh, don't, whatever you think about Trump, whatever you think about Kennedy, just try to remember this will be positive for Trump in the end.
3: Uh, But since the early 1980s, there's been a systematic attack on our middle class. And the coup de grace was the lockdown. The lockdown was the biggest shift in wealth in human history. And I'm gonna tell you about that in a second. And I blame President Trump for the lockdown. Uh, a lot of people will say, a lot of people say, and President Trump gets blamed for a lot of things that he didn't do, and he gets blamed for some things that he did do. But the worst thing that he did to this country, to our civil rights, to our economy, to the middle class in this country, was the lockdown. Now, President Trump, in fairness, let me just make this point, he will tell people, well, the lockdown wasn't my idea. It was my bureaucrats rolled me on it. I was saying we shouldn't do it. But that's not a good enough excuse. He was the president of the United States.
0: And a lot of people, even... I, strong Trump supporters I, f- agree with that.
1: And I consider myself... A strong Trump supporter, and at the time, a very strong Trump supporter, and I agree with that a thousand percent, a thousand percent. This is why
0: I think it's positive that he's being publicly challenged on it, because he needs to deal with that issue. And I think he can. I don't know exactly how he can yet, but he can. Uh, but it, I th- you don't want him to have to deal with that it, 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 after he wins the primary and then, uh, uh, Right. It's good that, he, that he's going to have to deal with it.
3: President Trump said, well, these bureaucrats came at him from every side, and they were all telling him he had to do that. He had the right instincts. He knew that he shouldn't have closed down the country, but he did it. He got rolled by his bureaucracy. And I, I'm going to tell you a quick story. During the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis, the XCOM Committee, which was all the intelligence officials and military officials, 11 of 13 I'm on there my father was on there so was Bob McNamara so those are the exceptions but all of the the doyans the gurus the you know the old gray men who were you know the Curtis LeMay and Louis Lemon the generals from the Joint Chiefs they all said we got to go in and bomb the, the the missile sites of Cuba the 64 missile sites of Cuba and my uncle said to him well wait a minute what's going to happen who Who's on those gun crews? Are those Cubans or are those Russians? And they said, we don't know. And He said, well, if they're Russians and we kill Russians, it not Russia then going to have to go into Berlin? And they were like, "Well, we don't think they'll do that. And my uncle said, I want to see the aerial photographs. And he looked at the aerial photographs. And he said, who has on, that, on the Cuban side, who, has, who gives permission to fire? Does it come from Russia? Does it come from Fidel? Does it come from the individual gun crews? Because if it comes from Fidel, he's going to fire them. If it comes from the individual gun crews, then you're putting the fate of the world in the hands of those commanders, 64 men. They didn't know. So he said, we're not doing it. And he did something else. And all I'm saying is, you need a president at this time in history who can stand up to his bureaucracy.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I agree. Right, that's a that's a real point. It's not a direct analogy, by the way, because and I'm saying by the way too here. Maybe I'll ring the bell every time. Yeah, the Hillary bell. The uh, uh, if if it's not a direct analogy because Trump in international affairs uh, regarding war was pretty pretty much batting a thousand i think almost he he did pretty yeah. well in that respect it was a it was a domestic issue where the framing was we're all gonna die and so the analogy I don't think is entirely direct oh no it's maybe it is dir- because no. actually in the Cuban missile it, crisis they all thought they were going to die they all thought they were going to be nuked in ninety minutes
1: yeah but i th- i think it's a good I mean, it's it's a different. Minutes, it is a different. It is a different type of uh, of event, but the I think the, the truth is the same is is that you know you're the president, right? So you can push you can push blame all you want. the The fact of the matter is, and Kennedy's right, and we we lost more freedom in this country. In my view, we lost more freedom in this country under President Trump than any other time in the history of this country. Not because Trump is a tyrant that wants to take our freedom away, but because of the operations that were in play during his presidency that he did not deal with correctly. And he it was did not, not say just, It no wasn't just freedom
0: to. we lost, Jeremy. Kennedy, too, Kennedy makes this really good point. Sweden's the wealth, numbers the came
3: out this week. Sweden was the only country in Europe that didn't lock down. It had the lowest excess deaths in Europe, which is very predictable. the nation, you know, the nation that led lockdowns was us, and we had the highest body count of COVID on Earth. We have 4.2% of the world's population. We had 16% of the COVID deaths. At some point, even the media is going to have to say, stop saying this was a success story.
0: And that's even, I, I mean, that's... its a good I, point. Th- 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 they're free, those dead people, they don't have any freedom left either. At least we're still around to try and get it back. It's a... It's a good point,
1: and this is partially why I think the plan right now is not preventing Trump from becoming president again, but allowing him to become president again because he can be controlled opposition.
0: I, I think you need some controlled opposition on your dogs. What's going on in there? <laughs> That's why you I got stopped a fight talking. going on. Did a squirrel get I in the house?
1: What happened? Somebody, What's happening? I think— Somebody's trying to steal our honey. <laughs> they're doing. <laughs> don't exactly the bees what have a way of taking to. care of that little
0: problem? <laughs> you
1: know, they just let you go in and take it.
0: Is your dog gonna have a if bunch don't, of uh, uh, stings in his snout? Listen, don't try coming to my house. That's all you can hear right now. Why you
1: shouldn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, here. Uh, it, he has one more criticism of Trump in his speech. Let me let me play it, and uh, yeah, it's it's and it's it's again, it's another one that he's going to have to deal with.
3: But the, the health issues were almost dwarfed by the economic cataclysm that befell our country. The uh, the IMF and Harvard study by Larry Summers as the cost of the lockdown to the United States was $16 trillion. $16 trillion for nothing. $16 trillion. We shifted $4 trillion from the middle class in this country to the super rich. We created 500 new billionaires. The existing billionaires increased their wealth according to the Oxfam study that came out three days ago by 30%. This was a gift to the rich. And guess what? The ones who were, the the people who got riches were the social media companies like Amazon and Facebook and Microsoft that were conspiring with President Trump's White House to censor people like me. So the, the very people who were profiting on those lockdowns were the ones who are strip-mining the wealth from the middle class in this country. Amazon got to close down all of its competitors. 3.3 million businesses, it shut down. And I'm suing, I'm in a lawsuit involving Amazon for censoring one of my books. So they were censoring people who criticized the lockdowns while they were raking in the money from the lockdowns.
0: And, you know, that... A lot of that did happen under Trump.
1: Yeah, people don't seem to remember Fauci worked under Trump. So, Trump's got problems here. And I'm glad this is coming out. I'm glad. right? Because Because I I still want to... He can deal with this. I still want to support Trump. I still think he's the best disruptor, the best chance for desynchronization we have. But the guy's far from perfect. And I don't expect him to be perfect. Right. But he's got to be way, way, way better than he was. He needs he's to have to do a much more
0: effective domestic agenda than he had in his first he, term. That is correct.
1: And he's, and he's got to be able to do what what Kennedy is complaining about here. And I believe extremely correctly... To say no, to shut this bureaucracy down. Trump said he was going to drain the swamp. And as soon as they got him, you know, in in this, they got him trapped in this position where he had to deal with this COVID. And he just went and let the
0: swamp dictate everything. Well, you just walked into the next clip. (laughs) Here he is talking about that.
3: The bureaucracies are owned by the industries. I'm talking about, you know, NIH and EPA and CDC and FDA and uh, the, the U and, uh, DOT. at train track wreck would not have happened in East Palestine except we have a captive agency at DOT.
0: And here's something I just want to insert about that: His daughter worked on Pete Buttigieg's campaign for president. So when he's attacking Pete Buttigieg, that could make Thanksgiving a little awkward.
3: (laughs) Our food is terrible because the food companies and the pesticide companies own USDA. We're in constant wars because the military industrial complex, the big contractors, own CIA. Now, I want to make this clear, I do not believe that everybody at CIA is a bad person. My, My daughter law amaryllis who is, is who is one of the top officers on this campaign and <laughs> her entire career as a clandestine agent for the cia uh, as a spy in the weapons of mass destruction program
0: i mean is that another red flag for you <laughs> it's a bit of a red flag <laughs> red flag. I like that he criticizes the CIA, but then he immediately is like, but don't come get me. Don't, don't. I like the CIA. I've got friends who are in the yeah. CIA. Some of my best friends are CIA.
3: I'm in some of the most dangerous parts of the earth, and I've never met anybody with such courage. And that's how most of the 22,000 people at CIA are. They're people who are patriots, There are people who are good public servants, and they're people of enormous courage and idealism. And That's the same with most of our agencies. The problem is The people who end up rising in those agencies generally are people who are in the tank with industry. One of the things that I can do, I think, better than any other political candidate is I know how to fix them because I've spent so much time litigating and studying these agencies.
0: Excuse me. He very succinctly gives voice to exactly the problem. It's... uh, agency yeah. capture. Absolutely. And his I mean, his message his anti-corporate message is so perfectly timed. It, it, people on the right who used to defend corporations who've spent the last, you know, 3 years being hammered by corporations having our lives ruined by these multinational corporations, the Fortune 500 as they as they locked us down and put businesses out put people out of business and shoved this trans ideology down our throats w- conservatives are ready for this anti corporate message democrats better be very concerned the the i'm uh, sorry the establishment gop better be concerned and the radicals on the left better be very concerned because that message will begin to resonate in a crossover appeal that hasn't been available in my lifetime, right? Well, Trump
1: was the closest thing to it, and he is this the is left kind Trump. of why. Right, he's the new Bernie Sanders.
0: I, that's the other possibility. He just may be this generation's Bernie Sanders.
1: But he's that's where this is. Where, I say he's not, and this is all part of why I said hope this morning earlier when i mentioned this is 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 that see he's different than bernie sanders he's not gonna have i i'm gonna predict he's
0: anti-corporate he's pro environment i don't know i'm gonna predict i'm gonna predict right now i have a prediction Okay. i'm gonna hold on i'm we need a new book i'm pulling out the, the prediction the prediction leaflet all right what's your prediction
1: Antifa will protest against Robert Kennedy. Ooh. Not in favor of. And that's the difference between Bernie Sanders, who is part of the establishment. Yes. Who was not. So
0: is Antifa. Antifa is part of the establishment.
1: Right. Who was not really different than Hillary. Okay, but he had all the Marxists, I filmed them all in Philadelphia marching with communist hammer and sickle flags down the streets of Philadelphia, hundreds of them protesting in favor of Bernie Sanders. Those people are not going to be marching for Bobby Kennedy
0: Jr. but that's, that's different. my prediction. That's, that's different. You're saying Antifa is going to protest against RFK Jr. I think you may be absolutely right because he is a huge threat.
1: Right. And this is, again, where I see hope is having somebody like this. To me, this is a blessing. Somebody like this coming in in the Democrat Party that can actually peel people back away from the hard left. I, don't, I know I'm not going to agree with everything Kennedy says. I don't agree with everything Trump says. I don't need to. I can tell you right now, for me, this guy is a thousand times better than Ron DeSantis. Yes. This guy is a thousand I times better than Chris Christie. I think I agree with you on that. This guy is a thousand times better. Although than Although I like, lo- I really Haley. like Ron
0: DeSantis in Florida. I like what he has done with Florida. I, I do. It's fine,
1: but he needs to stay down there and run Florida.
0: Well, I I also and do agree what he's with that. doing
1: in Florida. He's because he's because he.
0: But right now, which
2: Ron would you Ron rather DeSantis, have, Trump or Kennedy?
0: And isn't that amazing? Those I'm, two gigantic brands could be the choice. Well, what I want How is Trump Kennedy. I don't know if that's going to happen. Want,
1: I want Trump Kennedy as the ticket.
0: Yeah, I, I just, just I hear you, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if that's in the cards.
1: I don't know if it's going to happen or in the cards either. But I think that that you have this happening.
0: So you so wait. So, you so, have... so Kennedy loses the nomination to Biden, but Trump right. wins the nomination and then makes Kennedy his. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting.
1: Yeah. And then you create USA. a super majority, USA. a super majority <laughs> oh, of Kim voters Sanders is on board. <laughs> you create a super majority of voters by two guys that are able to unite people that don't have to agree on every single issue, but can agree and recognize accurately, accurately point out who our enemies are.
0: Oh, you completely have really, realign, Jeremy. Who would be the bigger assassination target?
1: Yeah, who would you pick? Well, you, you I mean, again, and maybe that makes Trump more of a target because Kennedy maybe can talk to, talk him out of doing stupid things like giving the military a power to vaccinate people.
0: They would have to be they'd have to take them out together. It's <laughs> the only way. <laughs> I'm just saying, these these uh, Trump is probably one of the most targeted people. In the world, and the Kennedys have historically been, and now that he's walking into this position, I I will only assume he's got the same target on him, his brother that his uncle and father had. So I'm just simply saying, boy, I'm not sure I would be at any of their events. But here's what I
1: see: even if that doesn't happen, let's say Kennedy loses to Biden cuz they cause, because obviously the DNC can control who their nominee is, right? I mean they they don't it doesn't it doesn't go by actual vote, right? Their their system is very very rigged and that's why Bernie couldn't get the nomination. Right. And probably Kennedy can't
0: either. Oh, but so, so many people sh- in that party are ready to rebel against the against Biden. So let's say he goes to be independent,
1: third party candidate. Now what do we have? Biden, Kennedy, Trump in a three way race. What's gonna happen? Biden's not gonna win that race. Trump might not win that race either. Wow. And Kennedy might not real, win that race.
0: Interesting. That right. That would be a real matchup. That would not be one that is not a third spoiler. That would be a real matchup.
1: Maybe none of them
0: get the electoral votes. No, Biden they need. wins it because the establishment is still the strongest player, and Biden's the establishment pick.
1: But he's got to get the electoral votes. They've got to get the electoral votes to become president. And then yeah, in Jeremy, that type
0: of three way race, it might I not mean, happen. It, yeah, but it, it lays, it lays, that may be the only way to short circuit the fraud in the electoral system right now. Because in that
1: case, you'd have it go to the House of Representatives for a vote. Who knows who they pick?
0: But this is what I like
1: about it. This is
4: why I say I
1: have hope. Because this is desynchronization. This is upending what's going on. This is going to cause a problem. This is going to cause... I don't believe Kennedy's an operation to hurt Trump. And I don't believe Kennedy is there because some of the media, you know, I have a clip of, are your clips done? Uh,
0: they are uh, almost done. We're, we're at an hour. I've got a, we're at an hour and you and okay. I talked about that we would, no matter what we were doing, we would, All right, we would so stop let's, at an hour, even though we have more, we have, okay. we, I, I, we have, I've got the skeletons in RFK's closet. So like there's, okay. So it's let's not talk a done about deal the for show. this guy. But, All right. Let's talk
1: about the show a little bit, how we function, how we operate, and then let's come back into Kennedy. Don't go away, to, folks.
0: If you if you're the kind of person who tunes out when this happens, don't go away because we have there is no, still a, we we co- we're going to close out the Kennedy and there's interesting right. stuff to come. Money, yeah. money, 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 money. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're interrupting our broadcast to bring you the only advertisement we have. And it's a non-corporate advertisement because we don't take corporate ads. We use the value-for-value model. And this is where we're going to tell you about that value-for-value model. Jeremy, do you want to tell people today or do you want me to tell people today? You can
1: share the show, you can send clips, be a producer, and you can give money.
0: That's right. Time Talent and treasure, and right now we are not in the position to accept treasure, so we need other forms of treasure, which are time and talent, right jeremy
1: that's right time, talent are the best things you can provide right now, sharing the show, sending it to your friends, uh, helping to become a active listener, producer, bringing us content, stories, clips that you think fit into. Uh, The things we're talking about. We're not just trying to talk about things that are current events or dominating news, but more so why they are current events and dominating news and how those are being used as dialectical narratives and attacks against us that keep us trapped inside the sorcerer's circle in a place where we cannot get out of if we are arguing the talking points of the left or the right wing media and not coming from a uh, more educated uh, standing and place to understand how those narratives from both right and left are being used to keep us inside this place where we can't get out of They're actual bombs being lobbed at us. And if you're starting to understand how these things are working and you're seeing clips and you're seeing things that look like this also to you, you need to send those to us because we can't find everything on our own.
0: Also, very, very important. Please, right now, you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, leave a comment, tell people how much you love the show. That's actually really, really important. The, the That helps uh, spread the word. Uh, that's a different way of sharing the show. Also, write us. Write us a truth at truthbait.com uh, and tell us, uh, tell us if you've got some show ideas. Tell us we are the best podcast you've ever listened to. Tell us. Uh, why we are going to uh, crash this thing into the ground and burn because we're doing it all wrong? let us know that is that is extremely valuable uh, for us so uh, are we missing anything? Did we get all the all the different? I want to try and keep that as short as possible, especially since we're right in the yeah, middle of that was a second. Good. Nope, we hit it. We need to go back to hope and change hope Can and change be. all right so do you want to <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, wait. And we're going to have, we're going to have, again, just to remind people, we're going to have a secret word at the end of the show. (laughs) That secret word will, the first one to come back to us with that secret word will win some kind of a prize. Right now, that prize might just be our congratulations. (laughs) But down the road, we might have something like But it's going to be something.
1: You're going to win something.
0: Uh, uh and listen to the show every Tuesday and Friday. We bring you a new episode, a fresh episode of the Truth Aid podcast every Tuesday and Friday without fail. To the best of our ability. Now Jeremy, did you want to play one of your clips? I, I what I, I I have uh Well, I have that fire alarm and I have the skeletons. he ta- you know he he talks about the skeletons in his closet, which he, you know and he doesn't mention what they are, but boy, he's preemptively getting it out there so it must be something.
1: Well, let's get so yeah, so I've got a couple clips I think that can lead into that. And okay. I think that it's appropriate maybe to get into the media angle on him and and what I think is why why he does appear to be a legitimate threat. Uh, That they are worried about. Um, The first clip that I have is in Boston, uh, which is a Boston CBS report on Kennedy. That's where he gave this speech. But I think that this local report is really where it it just perfectly uh, displays the narratives, the narrative attacks that are going to come out against Robert Kennedy Jr.?
5: Lisa, a member of the Kennedy family hopes to be back on the presidential ballot. Robert Kennedy Jr. just announced his candidacy in Boston today. And WBZ political analyst John Keller is here now to talk about this. So John RFK Jr. is running as a Democrat, but he has some views that really don't align with the Democratic Party.
4: Yeah, to say the least, Paul, and not to mention views at sharp odds with what his famous family has always stood for. President John Kennedy and Senator Ted Kennedy were, for instance, strong supporters of mass vaccination not vaccine misinformation super spreaders like Bobby (laughs) Junior whose own family members have repeatedly denounced him for promoting lies about the measles and COVID-19 vaccines and vaccination misinformation super
1: spreader that is hostile (laughs) okay this is called fair and balanced reporting from cbs boston uh but i think the real angle there is there is there two. of course he's a crazy conspiracy theorist vaccination misinformation super spreader and he is not a real kennedy right he's at odds with the Kennedy family. So for all of you people out there that do hold the Kennedys and the Kennedy legacy dear to you, which many, I think many of those people like my neighbors, they hold that favorable view of the Kennedys, um, that I didn't grow up with, but they, I think they look back at the Kennedys as probably a better day for America and a more traditional, uh, a pro American Democrat, uh, This is a warning to you people that he's not really one of
4: them. AFK and Teddy were not radical isolationists on foreign policy like Bobby is, claiming today that it's the U.S., not the Russians, who want to prolong the war in Ukraine. Kennedy and his supporters insisted today that he's a, quote, Kennedy Democrat, but his own words suggest he's neither. Fringe candidate might be a better description, Paul. Interesting.
5: He does have the famous name. He's a Kennedy. Yeah. He's got some money behind him. Do you think he can gain traction against President Biden?
4: One poll earlier today has him with 14% of Biden supporters. So that's not a bad start. But look, vaccine skepticism is not widespread among Democrats or most independents. So it's hard to see him being more than a minor factor in Democratic primaries. But actually making a race of it might not be the goal here. Kennedy would not be the first presidential candidate to be in it for self-promotion or to peddle a cause. And if media outlets (laughs) He's trying to sell books, obviously.
1: The guy's uncle and dad were killed by the CIA.
0: So, hey, Have you I, not seen what, what happens too, to book sales but when more books sales if an author is murdered? Jeremy, his book yeah, sales right. would go through the ceiling. He's abs- they're right. He is doing this yeah. promotion. Yeah.
1: I'm going to go ahead and run against the establishment, run against the machine, say all kinds of things I'm not supposed to say, risk getting shot just like my father and my uncle because self-promotion
4: drawn by the name and starved for an angle, decide to cover him, hey, mission accomplished. But there's also another aspect to this candidacy, Paula. Robert Costa of CBS News has reported that former Trump crony Steve Bannon has been urging Kennedy to run. And the candidate has been photographed in the company of notorious Republican dirty trickster Roger Stone. As Costa puts it, quote, RFK Jr. could be both a useful chaos agent in the 2024 race and a big name who could help stoke anti-vax sentiment around the country, end quote, which might be helpful to the Republicans. So all I would say is buy or beware, but isolationist conspiracy theorists who don't like vaccines, I think you've found your candidate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is the best report I've ever heard. uh, (laughs) Ever. That is amazing. Uh, Jeremy, just real quick, I want to point out, how awesome it is that there are two of us doing the show. It absolutely takes two of us. You and I independently, neither one of us knew that this was what we were going to focus on today. I focused on his speech. And I, so that other people would not have to listen to the whole thing, I listened to the entire thing. I dissected it, I pulled its best moments, but that meant I didn't have any way to get to any of the media. You, totally independently, just went right for the media and together we've got the full story. Jeremy, that's fantastic. Okay, I'm not patting ourselves on the back, but...
1: this report, I think, is all you need. Right. Because it's the local stations... The local outlets that get their instructions from above. This narrative, this line of attack is in CNN right now. It's in NBC. It's in ABC. It's everywhere. He's hitting all the points that they want to use. This is not a real Kennedy. This is a vaccine misinformation super spreader, okay, who is dangerous and... Who does that sound like to you? Let me tell you now, too, we've got Dan Rather tweeting, The press should be careful about covering Robert Kennedy Jr.'s quixotic run for president so as not to amplify his dangerous
0: conspiracy theories about vaccines. That's it. That's it. Jeremy, Kennedy is Trump. Kennedy is the right. Trump of the left the media are treating him identically to how they treated Trump
1: exactly his candidacy is a joke he doesn't really he have can't a, he, win. he can't win he doesn't have a chance <laughs> he's dangerous you know right he represents
0: the fringe
1: the fringe <laughs> extremist wow okay i mean what was that that Oh, you know what? Maybe the
0: media wants Trump supporters to support Kennedy so that they can attach Kennedy and Trump supporters and make him toxic that way. I like the end
1: of this... clip again the way he
4: the way he says like buyer beware but if you're who could help stoke anti-vax sentiment around the country end quote which might be helpful to the republicans so all i would say is buyer beware but isolationist conspiracy theorists who don't like vaccines i think you've found your candidate (laughs)
1: <laughs> Isolationist conspiracy theorists who don't like vaccines. I think you found your candidate. Right, they're going to try and sign tie him me to Trump up. supporters.
0: They're going to try and tie his me message up. is going is to resonate with Trump supporters. Well, and and, they're going to tie him to him. They're tying
1: him to Trump, right? They're saying he. he there's this. There's this rumor going around that he, that Bannon has consulted with him, right. and is this agent of chaos which they even said in this report that that this is a that this is an operation basically a chaos operation to bring in Kennedy under Bannon's Ooh, is guidance Roger Stone and, running Kennedy's campaign and he's been photographed with Roger Stone now these are things that I you know I I'll say like if that's true that could cause me some concern because I still don't know some of these people Bannon and, and I mean I know Bannon but I don't know like who's he really working for and who is Roger Stone like are these guys really in it to help Trump They are like, in it
0: to take revenge on this establishment and I am all on board for
1: that <laughs> Okay, so my but that's the thing. Tie him to Bannon, tie him to to Roger Stone. He's not a real Kennedy. He's more like Trump than he is like Biden. Right. They have to or make him a us, MAGA candidate. Right. They have to turn him into okay. a
0: MAGA candidate.
1: Hey, I think that's gonna help Kennedy.
0: I think that's yeah, listen, just like it helped Trump. Here's the, while they're saying all this stuff about Kennedy, here's what Kennedy is talking about. This is they're in deep trouble. Listen to this.
3: Keith is on disability.
0: This is, he's talking about a friend of his who's on the stage with him, his friend Keith.
3: Keith is on disability. That does not allow him to work anymore. And he has been surviving on food stamps. And his on, on March 1st, he got a recorded telephone call from the government saying that his food stamps allocation is going to be dropped next month from 283 dollars a month to 25 dollars. Thirty million Americans got that phone call. The same month, the government announced that it is going to drop Medicare for up to 15 million Americans. The same month, the government announced that it is printing 300 billion extra dollars to pay off the Silicon Valley bank. And we announced, the Biden administration announced, 750 additional millions of dollars that we're going to send to the Ukraine. So we have money for wars. And we have money for bankers that need bailouts. But what happens to the American people when they are on hard times? Shouldn't we have compassion for them?
1: And, you know, that's something I will agree with all day long. Fundamentally, I'm, a, I'm opposed to these government uh, welfare systems. I, I, I believe in a much more free market uh, and charity-based, private charity-based approach to helping people. But I will get on board all day long for helping our own people in need before we send all this money overseas and into these banks that are screwing everybody over all day long so it's not my primary choice of how we should be doing no things. but the
0: message appeals to the average American's sense of fairness
1: yeah, and and I will definitely I'll definitely take that over what we have over the system that we have
0: uh, it's very very difficult for any of his opponents to argue against. This guy's very dangerous yes. for the Democrats. No wonder they pulled, pulled the fire dangerous. alarm. Here we go. You no. Know, yeah.
3: Our strategy in this country has been to use military weapons to project power, military force to project power around the world, and that's how, you know, our strategy to control the world. The Chinese did something different. They adopted my uncle's philosophy and strategy, which is they the 8 trillion well, we were spending 8 trillion bombing bridges, ports, roads, and hospitals. They were spending $8 trillion building bridges, roads, ports, and hospitals. And they are now displacing us as trade partners of most of the African nations. Brazil just switched Chinese currency away from the dollar. Saudi Arabia just switched away from the dollar. So these are Okay, we're okay. Nice try.
0: He's got political savvy.
3: (laughs) Saudi Arabia had last month signed a peace deal with Iran, which is great. But, But Saudi Arabia was our biggest investment. They are our number one ally. The whole key to U.S. strategy was called the Shia Crescent, that Saudi Arabia would be the keystone, and then we'd have Abu Dhabi and Qatar and o- Oman and the Emirates and Lebanon all the way up to Syria on both sides, creating a bulwark against, uh, and Iraq, of course, creating a bulwark uh, against uh, Iranian expansion, which was our key objective in the Middle East. Well, guess what? The Chinese just brokered a peace deal between Iran and Saudi Arabia. Our entire policy has collapsed. We no longer have a coherent foreign policy. And Iraq, I mean, they, uh, Mohammed bin Salim said not only this, two weeks ago he lowered oil production during a U.S. recession. It was like a, a, a slap in the United States face. And then he said it out loud three days ago. We don't care what the United States thinks anymore.
0: I looked for that clip. I couldn't find it. I'm still looking. If anybody out there knows where that clip is or wants to help me find it, please let me know. Ben Solomon saying he doesn't care what America thinks. I very much believe that happened.
3: So we've put trillions and trillions of dollars into that, those nations for this strategy. The entire American empire just folded. Iran, Iraq, which we went to war of, is now a proxy state of Iran. Our entire strategy in the East has utterly collapsed, and our economy is going to follow if we don't do something fast. And, and I'm going to bring the troops home, and I'm going to start—I'm going to close the bases.
0: See, it's at that point where I would start taking a few steps back away from Mr. Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, right. Cheer for him, but maybe just step back a little bit. Yeah, that's and I'm right going right. to start
3: investing in the United States middle class in our country, and I'm going to make us an exemplary democracy again. And, I-
0: and China is not going to like that message at all. China does not want us rebuilding our middle class. He's making a lot of enemies in that one series of comments he does not sound hyper isolationist either
1: well isolationist is a term that's thrown at anybody that holds a more adic- uh more correctly termed non-interventionist type view right because it goes against the goals and initiatives of the military-industrial complex uh, and certainly sounds like Bobby Jr's got that uh you know has that vision so when he what said, the,
0: when he said that we that that while we were spending 8 trillion dollars bombing ports, bridges and hospitals and China was spelling, spending 8 trillion dollars building them you know having listened to the last several episodes i have little hearts in my eyes <laughs> I was listening yeah. to him <laughs> Right. So what, are the, what about the
1: skeletons? You said he was talking about his skeletons in his closet? Yes, here.
3: I'm going to put my cards on the table. I am not, I'm not an ideal presidential candidate for, for normal times. I, I'm not one of these people who've spent their life saying, I've got to be really careful because one day I'm going to be in the White House. <laughs> I actually did the opposite of that. I have led a very, very high-risk life and a lot of fun, but I, uh, I, it wasn't—it uh, wasn't careful. I had a rambunctious youth, and it lasted until my early 60s. And I told my wife the other day. I said, "I got so many skeletons in my closet that if they could vote, I could be king of the world." <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, (laughs) something's there. (laughs) Something's coming.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, clearly, uh, he's probably smart to put that out there and neutralize that attack. I think that'll help to neutralize it. Because right there, what he said actually makes a lot of people, makes him relatable to a lot of people. Um, And, you know, we've already seen with some of the presidents we've had, what what actually is presidential these days is – really guess who becomes president okay but um what could it be what could it be jeremy let's take some guesses the to me the way he described it sounded like he probably had a you know a partying type lifestyle drug use drug or alcohol probably his drug family would be alcohol right yeah i mean that was his grandfather was a was a bootlegger wasn't that there History.
0: Didn't one of his uncles drunkenly drive someone into their death in a in a yes. stream?
1: Yeah, that was his uncle Teddy. Yes. Uh, yeah, Chapacit. There's some um, issues with
0: alcohol in that family. No one will be surprised to hear it, by the way. No, and in, and if it's alcohol, it'll probably kill <laughs>
1: Yeah, if it's alcohol, it'd probably fizzle out into not that much unless he also drove somebody else into it. <laughs> right. A mean,
0: hopefully it isn't anything like that. <laughs> All um, I know is when, when, when a candidate puts that out there, i I get excited.
1: <laughs> it sounded to me like he was saying, you know, not being careful and doing things from his, you know, teenage years into his sixties. He sounds like a lot of guys I know, unfortunately.
0: Um He has
1: six kids know, though. And,
0: you know that? Like, when did he have I time for, to have all those children and have uh, have a uh, rec- uh, a uh, reckless lifestyle? Yes, I have
1: six kids, and I do not have uh, time for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I
0: don't know when you would even Although sneak I did, away.
1: I did also. If I were running for president right now, I would be saying the same thing. You're
0: going to find some skeletons <laughs> right. in my closet.
1: <laughs> However, I will never run for president because I don't want you to know my skeletons.
0: Uh, my last clip, this is why... This is why they really are going to hate him.
1: I don't want,
3: you know, the Democratic Party to be the party of fear and pharma and war and censorship. We we have to be more than just neocons with woke bobbleheads. We need we need <laughs> to stand up to corporations, we need to stand against war. We need to um, we need to put our children first we need to stop listening to the large corporation in many ways I, and, and that's what a kennedy democrat is and we need to bring this party back to the party of fdr of jfk of rfk of martin luther king and, and those values
0: they are in serious trouble because they know very very well they're extremely adept at countering a threat from outside the party I do not know if they are equipped to deal with this kind of genuine threat from inside the party because even Bernie Sanders didn't really attack the party he attacked the system
1: no and and Bernie Sanders was 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 really trying to drag he was really a a a uh, Sort of a simultaneous drag the party to the left, sto- sort of, uh, you know, candidate. And it, to me, Kennedy Jr. is more of a drag the party back to America. Right. But the question is whether or not he can do that, right? He says, I want a Democrat party that does this, and what a Kennedy Democrat is. And I think what he might find and is likely to find is that the party is not that. And the party is just like any other Marxist party. But he's going to expose that.
0: That His run, but he will expose
1: that, that. right? And And I think that's going to be good. And that's where I see things possibly going to some sort of three-way contest, which will really be fun to watch.
0: (laughs) Watching Democrats, Um, and and this is happening. I, I know a number of Democrats who have are are really coming to the conclusion that their party is something something's extremely wrong in their party, and that's been a mm-hmm. long time, which is happening to
1: republicans also it's 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 been a, it's been the same thing with trump right? right Trump exposed to Republicans and is still exposing to Republicans that their party is a branch of
0: the central committee. You're just like the democrat party. You are is. so right when you said it was hope. Yes, you're right. No matter what happens his candidacy does, it brings
1: hope. To to me this is good if it I don't I don't know him that well. Right. I, like I said, I've never studied the Kennedys like but what the things that are going on here, the things that what when the that the that the mainstream media is got sound bites and talking points saying that this is chaos. Good. Right. If it's chaos <laughs> coming <laughs> from if it's chaos coming from the people who are pro-America who want to fight against this Marxist machine, bring on the chaos. Okay? Now I would much rather see things in order and peace and in a godly biblical direction. So I'm not advocating chaos. I think in a negative way. I'm advocating chaos in a way that is upending the system of our enemy. And that's a common enemy against mankind. And I see this as a hopeful moment uh, and a good moment. And I think it's also very telling the way in which he criticized President Trump.
0: It was, frankly, because it was a very very respectful way. It was a very respectful yes, way. In a way that will help him. If you were really going after Trump, you wouldn't do this right now. You would wait. Right. And, it, and it, he he's
1: he said things he, you know, that Trump think Trump did things right and he did some things wrong. And that's what uh, you would never see in a in a media narrative. In a media narrative, everything Trump does is Nazi. Right. Everything Trump does is Trump? Hitler. You cannot say he did something good, unless you're saying he did something good for the military-industrial complex.
0: Yeah, the, and the only problem with Kennedy is, is is that voice. It makes it very hard to have him be soundbiteable. It's hard. He's going to have. He's going to
1: gonna struggle. I don't think. I don't think that he will become the. President, I think that he will coordinate it or not, I think his candidacy helps Trump. Yes. And I think his candidacy is positive uh, and does provide some hope for our country. Um
0: and-, right. and I'm not partisan, so I don't care where these Trumpian candidates come from. Who recognize no. that we are being taken over by a Maoist cultural revolution that is destroying everything around but, us? Yeah, like
1: I said, the, I will take Kennedy
0: over every other Republican that's putting their name in the ring. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's right. Although I, I'm going to say that's why I, I, I think I have a lot more to learn about the guy. I, I have to profess that I have not followed him closely.
1: And prior to this, I actually had suggested uh, to executive producer Ann that he should be Trump's running mate. And then he announces, and I said it again. <laughs> so Unfortunately, I, I didn't say it on air. <laughs> and then I saw the other day that Roger Stone predicted it or said it was a possibility. And I was like, man, how did I not get that out before Stone? But uh, I, I, it, that would be something that I believe would create like a super party ticket.
0: <laughs> Here, let's look at... Uh... And
1: just be fun. You know, just be fun. If you've got two candidates on each supposed side making the media's head explode, and we're in for some some entertaining uh campaign. So
0: let's see, what would they be? It would be uh Trump dot com. Let's see if that's available nope trumpkennedy.ai is available <laughs> Trump Kennedy is ta- take, is taken let's see what yeah. trumpkennedy24 let's see if that's taken taken wow it's, it's all gonna taken. happen <laughs> it's
1: gonna happen <laughs> I'm telling you there'll be nothing better than seeing that happen wow uh, they might be just enough in disagreement with each other to do good work <laughs>
0: I like it. I like it. He would be a, gr- a, a good temperament, a, a tempering force to Trump. So Trump, Trump needs to rely on other people anyway. Uh, you know, he doesn't profess to be the expert in everything. So it's, it, they, I think it would be it would be maybe a good partnership. Uh, although I think at some point it would come to <laughs> it would come to its conclusion. <laughs> but, all right, so Jeremy coming to the conclusion. uh, I have a couple more things, and I want to talk to you about you know maybe uh, breaking some of these out into a pop up episode. Uh, yeah, so I've got a I have a World War Three update. It's not terribly long. I have uh, an update to the Chicago teens going wilding because they are threatening to go wild again, uh, and then I have a uh, the trans Maoism. It's a surprise clip from the No Agenda show. And uh, and I, I get excited anytime I find something that I think that uh, that I can clip from the No Agenda show, since they are uh, the original podcast. He was the original podcaster, uh, uh, John, uh, Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. Adam Curry invented podcasting, uh, and their show was a big inspiration for this show. So, uh, uh, clipping something from there so, gets, me, gets me a little excited, Jeremy. I'm not not ashamed to admit. Um, I also
1: have a clip on Chicago and the stuff we talked about in the last episode. Let's do Chicago. Okay, let's do Chicago, and then we'll finish on I have on nothing Trans-Modal. on World War III update. You, ha- so you maybe have something World War III? I have nothing. No, I have nothing on that okay, today. Okay, let's do that so as a pop-up. Maybe, up okay, so let's do Chicago. I've got a clip. Um,
0: Wait, we before you do, though, if we're going to the- do, do World War III as a pop-up, when are we going to record that? Are we going to record it together? What's, the, what's our thinking here? We're not going to tell anybody. That's why it's a pop-up. I know, it's gonna but be a I, want, I, need to, I need to know from, like, you know, we, it has to come between now and Tuesday, I would think. Okay. Unless we're going to, you know, we've talked about crossing over to just one major, one full episode a week. So if we do the pop-up, are we just going to do the Friday show? I, I think we play it by ear. Oh, our poor customers. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to move the World War III update to a pop-up episode, which will be coming soon to a podcast near you. And then the only other thing we have to work out is is that does that get its own episode number? Is that episode nineteen, or do we do we not put an episode number on that? I don't know. Th- uh, decisions
1: to come. Well. Why don't listeners chime in on that? Uh um, Truth Truthbait.com. And we'll, and we'll see because I think it's it might it, it I I think if you do pop-ups and don't count them as episodes, you probably you, I don't know. I see people doing sort of like two simultaneous podcasts yeah. and I don't like that no, idea. I think you it's a pop-up
0: episode. It's an episode. Yeah.
1: I think you call you give it a regular episode number good, and sort of the format of the show shifts a little where we have shorter shows and longer shows. And hopefully then like we would do the, I think it's a good idea to do that where like you would do the longer show one day or two days, whatever it is, but on a regular schedule and then the others may become a little bit more inconsistently, um, or, or they come consistently, but as shorter episodes.
0: I don't know. That'd be my opinion right now. Uh, okay. So then let's do that. Let's do Chicago Teens Gone Wilding update.
1: Uh, the only thing I had on it, though, is just it was a follow up because there was that woman that we were talking about who was beaten in front of her building or a building trying to get inside, and that whole mob was. Jumping on top of and her, and it wasn't and we just a talking. woman,
0: was it? It was an interracial right.
1: couple, right? So, and um, we th- we didn't know that they had been robbed or not. And Fox News had an interview with them, so they sort of explain what happened. Um, there were a couple things I found interesting in it.
5: Moments ago, I was able to speak to the couple that were at the center of that now viral attack on the streets of Chicago over the weekend. They described what happened in their own
6: words. Listen. Um, Well, I just recently saw the video, but we were just downtown in Chicago trying to shop, you know, trying to get some food. And we were were walking down the street and there was a really big group of of guys, a really big big group of people. girls. Yeah guys and girls and you know DJ had my hand and he was trying to lead me through the crowd of people and they pushed him, they pushed me and as soon as they pushed me I told DJ I said hey you know they they just shoved me and he asked them, he was like yo don't shove her who shoved her and as soon as he said that everything went crazy you know they said they're gonna kill us they turned around and you know started fighting you know so sorry. I got pushed down that. to the ground, and yeah, I got pushed down to the ground, and the whole group of people went to DJ, not me. Like I have a lot less injuries than he does because I was a, more of a bystander than anything. But everyone went for him, and it ended up in the middle of the street. They were jumping him in the middle of the street. It got pretty bad. Oh, I'm just so sorry to hear that,
5: DJ. All
1: those beeps, by the way, they're they're showing B roll footage. Yeah, do they have of the my melee? Gosh.
0: Do they have no yeah, respect I for th- these people? <laughs>
1: I would have thought they maybe they could have just kept the violence the language off or the the audio off while they interview her and show the background footage but they had it on loud just enough to I guess require beeping which by the way they do miss one beep on the actual guy DJ is his name that they're interviewing. Uh, I think he says an S word or something.
0: Right? They 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 bleep that he uses. He drops the F word and and they get that one. But
1: (laughs) yeah, no. But then he then they miss another one. (laughs) So it's kind of funny. They got like eight million. No, I think the
0: S word is acceptable. I don't think they missed it. I think they allowed it on Fox News.
1: I don't know. I didn't. I didn't think that flies with the FCC. Only if somebody complains.
7: All right, here you go.
5: After all this, you and Ashley's injuries.
7: Um, as you can see, I don't know if you can see or not, I have a black eye. Uh, my face is messed up. Uh, shoulder is pretty up too. I'm pretty sure I got a. it's out of place or something. My back, sore. Uh, my nose, I don't know what's wrong with my nose. It's swollen, I don't know what's going on with it, but uh, get it checked out soon.
5: Um, her injuries do you believe scratching. that you 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 two were targeted in this attack or do you believe this was random
7: it was very random because all we were doing we had just left Nordstrom and uh we were looking for somewhere to eat and we saw that group and they just thought there was tough and they want to move out the way okay that's not random no it was not random
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's not random you're walking out of Nordstrom with your white girlfriend and you're shopping so you're not part of the uh what were they called the disgruntled kids lacking opportunity silly,
0: silly, kids. silly kids silly kids kids making <laughs> silly decisions as you hear right
7: <laughs> yeah so it's not a random attack just out there being stupid young and dumb trying to prove a point for nothing ah. so and that's how that happened
6: uh, and you were also... Yeah, it was absolutely... It... Go, go ahead, Ashley. It was just absolutely random. We didn't know anybody. We were just trying to walk through a group of people. And you were also robbed, right? Were things taken from you, Ashley?
7: Yes. Oh, DJ? Yes, yeah. both of our pairs of shoes.
1: Now listen to this list, because these are things you don't want to be wearing or carrying around Chicago.
7: My Yeezys, her uh, sandals, her Apple Watch my hat we had just bought it. both our phones. glasses her glasses both our phones mm. cops drove right by it oh. act like they didn't see anything
6: while dj was getting jumped
1: no i thought that was you know what are you you're getting beaten you're getting your stuff stolen you see the cops going right by do nothing
0: yeah well that's called getting mugged by reality
1: yeah nice place nice place
6: in the middle of the street, I, um, that's when I was getting up off the ground, and I saw the cops just drive by. They, they almost had to avoid the collision to get past us, but they just drove by the incident in the middle of the street. I've only got a few seconds left, but a good Samaritan
5: um, picked you up and took you to the hospital, correct?
7: Yes, yes, wow. very, yes. Her God name is Lenora. Her. her name is Lenora.
6: Wow. She well, gave us shoes, took her, us home, took us to the hospital.
7: Her husband as well.
6: Thank you. I know so much. you're looking for her. I don't know we'll where the we would have been
5: without her. Thank you so much for joining us. Our thoughts and our prayers are with both of you, and um, we are praying for that city because it's you know it's going through tough times. Thanks to
0: both of you. Going through tough times. Uh, yeah, I have a Fox Thirty Two interview with Lenora,
1: which is local Fox in Chicago. Correct. Right? Which is a very left wing outlet. Is that right?
0: I believe it is. You know what? I don't know what it is today because I haven't, I spent years it's, not watching any local news. Right. This, this podcast I is pointing me to, back into the local news scene. The reason I
1: point that out just because a lot of people think all the local affiliates sort of carried down no, from, no, above no, no. And they're actually, they're actually quite. Uh, different so i had found actually when i really learned that was when i was covering paul mckinley's race for congress and the fox local media just was leading the charge and attack against him as a conservative republican so i just you know i was an intern in their newsroom
0: that was one of my first jobs uh when i was at the art institute in chicago my, my first internship was at, I worked the morning news. I had to get up at four o'clock in the morning. And uh, luckily I lived within walking distance of their station. And uh, I would go and uh, that was back when they had all the, the, all the people working the news desk would be in the background of the newsroom. So that, you know, it looked like there was a, you know, yeah. constantly digging Busy. up the latest yep. news all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: shoe leather, shoe leather
0: report. Right. All you know, uh, what they had me doing, I was calling police precincts, uh, most mornings, just calling to see if there was anything they hadn't reported yet. And the answer was always no. They hated which the you, media. <laughs> which you don't need to do anymore because
1: everything is on Twitter right. or somebody's cell phone feed. <laughs>
0: uh, and I got a lot of coffee. I did a lot of getting coffee and, and going and greeting guests at the front door. That was that was most of my job.
1: So here they are. I talking. I am glad you've moved on from that career to hosting,
0: co-hosting the Truth Bay Podcast. And the pay is about the same.
6: It was just absolutely <laughs> random. We didn't know anybody. We were just trying to walk through a group of people.
0: And it starts with them. And it. it I just am so fascinated by both of them. Their impulse to declare that it was completely random. I, psychologically, they need to believe that. They. They cannot. It's very. It's too difficult for them for them and others to admit that what you're what you said and what I agree with that, that they were targeted because they weren't it was targeted they weren't part of the group and anyone who was not part of that group was a target. Yep.
8: Caught up in a mob. Two out of towners sharing their story after being beaten by teens downtown on Saturday.
7: A key part of the story,
4: the good samaritan who stepped in to help.
8: Anthony Paulsay is live with More tonight. Anthony Yes, on and Don, this hap- uh, attack happened here on the 100 block of North Wabash Avenue Saturday night. It could have ended way worse had it not been for the intervention of a truly good Samaritan who says that the video of this attack that went viral over the weekend really only captures the tail end of what she describes as an absolutely a brutal attack. The victims here, a couple visiting from out of town, they're in their early 20s, staying in an Airbnb, they were out to dinner, just trying to enjoy their night.
6: We were just downtown in Chicago trying to shop, you know, trying to get some food. And we were walking down the street, and there was a really big group of of guys, a really big big group of people. And girls. Yeah, guys and girls. And, you know, DJ had my hand, and he was trying to lead me through the crowd of people. And they pushed him. They pushed me. And as soon as they pushed me, I told DJ, I said, hey, you know, they, they just shoved me.
8: The mob attack happened right near Macy's Wabash Street entrance. And it was a group a mob of about
1: sixty to hundred people.
6: You know, they said they're gonna kill us. They turned around and you know started fighting, you know.
4: They were shoeless. They didn't have their they, they were Looking for their phones, but it was no point because the phones had been taken
8: away. Both the victims and Lenora Dennis, the woman who came to their aid, say that several Chicago police officers passed by but did not intervene. Cops drove right by it. Oh.
7: Act like they didn't see anything.
6: I literally went out into the street and stopped and held my hands up to a police car and asked them to stop. And motioned them over to what was going on, and they just cut a path around me and just kept going.
8: She was eventually able to get the couple into her car, then she drove them to the police station.
1: I uh, got told by the death sergeant that this was going to happen. It was going to keep happening because
4: Brandon Johnson got elected. Wow. That floored me.
0: And you remember the last episode, I I said... I think that it's, we need to consider the possibility that the police unions are behind this as well. And when I hear that they are just avoiding dealing with it, it could just be that they're so demoralized that they're not going to deal with it. But I, I think that they have a lot to gain by having this happen. There's a lot of I told you so <laughs> to be had here. I'm not accusing them of doing it, but when I look at the two groups that stand to benefit the most from this situation, well, two of the groups uh, are the community organizers who run these summer programs because that's what they're shaking down for the money, uh, and the police unions who are going to get a bump in overtime and uh, increased budget. And it allows, again, it allows Brandon, as he comes in, to increase the budget, even though he publicly doesn't, he says he doesn't want to, but this kind of forces his hand. So I don't know when I, when I heard that, I thought, wow.
1: Yeah. I mean, first of all, I don't doubt it. I I've been, uh, I've been physically assaulted and attacked uh, in Chicago on the street before covering some marches. I was attacked actually by teachers union organizers. And, uh, there was a woman similar to this Lenora who was, I was getting the, trying to get the police to do something about it. Cause they wouldn't. And she, all of a sudden she's like, I saw it. I saw it happen. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, witness. Okay. Now there's something we could do. They arrested the, the guys that dragged me down the street and when I went to the police department to, you know, sign the charges and and stuff like that, they already had let them go. Uh, oh wow! And and then they told me that there were no papers to sign.
0: Ah, uh, because they don't want to deal with it. That's that's right. why they they just don't want to deal with it. Right. They see they see both. They don't have a side. Frankly, they just see both sides as really annoying and wasting their time. <laughs>
1: I think with the police, it's same as kind of what Bobby Kenney was saying about the CIA and Trump says it about the FBI. There's good people in all of these organizations, but they're all corrupt. The organizations themselves and the leadership, I think there's good Chicago
0: police, but
1: I've certainly seen a corrupt side of that
0: department. Yeah, myself I know that there the are Chicago police. I've met a number of them. I've been arrested by some of the nicest Chicago police. (laughs) (laughs) I was too. So uh, there are the media are reporting that there are threats of of continued uh, chaos and violence from the teens this weekend. I don't know whether or not I believe that. I just it would be really advantageous if I were in a media newsroom. I would be saying, "Okay, we need a story about threats of violence for next weekend too. Let's keep this going. We got to pump this."
4: A lot of questions are being asked in the wake of last weekend's violence downtown, and even more now because social media posts now promise part two this weekend.
8: At least one Southside politician is defending the disruptions as a political statement. Others are demanding deployment of more police.
4: Political editor Mike Flannery reports.
8: Last weekend's downtown violence included assaults, armed robberies, the looting of a Walgreens on State Street, and attacks on police who intervened.
3: They were throwing bottles and rocks at police. They were outnumbered. They were being punched and kicked. Uh, by some in the crowd,
8: as new posts on social media call for more trouble next weekend, Brian Hopkins wants the organizers identified and prosecuted.
0: And meanwhile, they don't show any of these new report the the new reports on social media that it's going to happen again. Nothing. They don't show anything. They just report that it is out there.
8: He sees it as vital preparation for next year's Democratic National Convention, scheduled to convene in just 16 months.
0: And we talked about that as well. That that the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the, the the uh the the burnout, the cars that are doing the donuts and the intersections, the and this sort of stuff is all meant to also drive uh demand for the city to clamp down.
3: If we have that convention and and violence is allowed uh, to rain on our streets
4: once again we can't afford to take that chance
8: some defended those involved in last weekend's events for example south side state senator robert peters tweeted i would look at the behavior of young people as a political act and statement it's a mass protest against poverty and segregation okay they beat an
0: interracial couple <laughs> which is a really interesting approach to fighting segregation
1: yeah, mass protest. <laughs> By the way, it's not mass protests that it says in the Bill of Rights. Does it? It says peaceably assemble. I thought yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure none of this is covered in the Bill of Rights. Yeah, I didn't think it was what the founders had in mind. All but. right,
0: do you want to hear the last part of this? Is is Brandon Johnson's response? And the be, this is fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, you probably haven't had a lot of opportunity to hear a tremendous amount of Brandon Johnson. And now you now you will, and you're gonna get to hear just exactly how stupid this man sounds. He sounds like a complete moron. I couldn't be happier. The city got exactly what it deserves, uh, and and it's gonna be fantastic for us. He is gonna be there will be no shortage of awesome sound bites from this guy saying incredible incredibly insane things this is from abc7
2: the violence that that happened over the weekend and the violence that happens um, too many weekends and too many days Of course we don't condone that behavior.
4: Johnson denied he was sending mixed messages over the weekend in a statement where he said the violence can't be condoned, but also said it was not constructive to demonize youth. Today he was doubling down on that sentiment.
2: So don't give people false choices. We get to do both, you all. It is well past due that we put an end to this dynamic that somehow not make it Look, demonizing children is wrong. We have to keep them safe as well.
0: And that was the end of ABC's report, but I found the back end of his comment where he, where he continues.
2: Look, demonizing children is wrong. We have to keep them safe as well. Have you ever taught middle school? I have. Have you ever raised young people? Do you understand the risk that young people take just because they're young? Do you know that home plate is at the bottom of my stairs? I found it out when my son was sliding down those stairs trying to score. They're young. Sometimes they make silly decisions. You mean like that they want to be the opposite sex?
1: Yeah. I mean, sometimes my kids try to sit in boxes and slide down the stairs too. Do they twerk when they get to the bottom? I don't particularly like when they do it because I think it can be dangerous. But they are so, they also aren't, you know finding their friends and going and
0: beating right. up the other kids yeah. in the neighborhood. Jeremy, I remember when my son uh, slid down the stairs so that he, he could get to the bottom and and beat the snot out of an inter- interracial couple. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? He, he sounds so dumb.
1: Yeah, well, I was going to lean on the side of
0: thinking he might be. <laughs> But again, I just want to make sure people notice what he is doing. It, it, this is the 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 Marxist game where they turn the aggressors into the victims. He has, This narrative cannot just be about condemning the violence. He cannot leave his group as the oppressor. They have to be the oppressed. They are always mm-hmm. the victim. And if you, by now you're on episode 18 of this show, you've probably caught on to that. Yeah. Well, I'm sticking
1: with my uh, never going back to Chicago again strategy. You know I, Which I, means I, you're going to be covering that convention on your own.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be fun and crazy. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, I don't re herniate like I did at the first convention. <laughs> Not the first convention. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, 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 the last C Democrat convention. Um, you know, I'm going to push both of these segments to the to the pop up episode. We're rounding two hours. Good. I think that's it. Good idea.
1: Although I really want to hear what Adam Curry said or
0: John because I haven't listened to that. Well you will have an opportunity because it's going to be coming to you very soon in a pop-up episode of the Truth Bay Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hope you had a great week and have a great weekend. Don't forget to tune in every... I'm sorry, what? I hope they liked the show today. If they are still listening, then they loved the show today. If they're still listening, they're going to hear the secret code word. Ah, the secret code word is FAUCI. FAUCI is the secret code word. For episode 18. Tune in every Tuesday and Friday where we bring you a fresh episode of the Truth Bait Podcast without fail. Join our desynchronization campaign. Jeremy, tremendous energy today. I'm still standing. Nice work.
1: Please. I couldn't even tell you were sitting. <laughs> Except Except for one part. Sitting, sitting actually worked for me I today.
0: <laughs> I think one it gives me better microphone like control sitting. if I'm sitting. I'm not moving around right? quite as much.
1: Yeah, I move around a little bit more. You might, I may have even drifted off because I had to reach over to start my clips and stuff like that. But.
0: Oh. Well... Thank you, Jeremy. I hope it's okay. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you. You are welcome. Thanks to everybody. Fauci. Fauci. And now, back into the sea of clickbait with you all.